Hello and welcome. I'm Goddess Dawn, and I'm here today to talk to you about Black men not protecting Black women. That's right. But before I get into that, I want to check in with you. Hope all is well. Hope you're staying safe, protecting your peace, women protecting your WAP. You know, COVID is still running rampant, rampant, excuse me, out here. So keep your distance, keep your mask on. Do the right thing, you know, if not even for yourself, for the people in your family, the people that you're around on a regular basis. Unless you're lucky enough to be able to self-isolate. What a dream. But back to the topic. Yeah. Black men do not protect black women. I said it. You know, many of you know me from my YouTube channel, which primarily covers the R. Kelly cases. And when it comes to these cases, there are a lot of victims. There's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of pain. We don't have to go as far as R. Kelly to know that abuse exists in the world. Many of us have experienced it ourselves. And there are male victims too. And I in no way want to diminish anyone's experiences, feelings, and truth. But as a woman, a Black woman specifically, I'm focusing on the fact that as Black women, we're very simply not protected by our, our men. Of course, there's a, exceptions to the rule, but this is not about them. We do thank you. We love you. We cherish you. But this ain't for you. And thank God we have men who are the exception to the rule. Hopefully you continue to teach others how to protect Black women. Please don't be a dying breed. But as I write this, we're seeing this truth play out right in front of our eyes. In the case of rapper Meg Thee Stallion and fellow artist Tory Lanez, I'm sure you've heard about it, but let's recap. So as the story goes, Tory, Tory's bodyguard, Megan and Megan's BFF were out partying at Kylie Jenner's house when an argument ensued. Said argument is what supposedly prompted Kylie or her people to ask them to leave. The argument is said to have continued in the car or SUV. Megan was in the front passenger seat. Tori's, body, Tori's bodyguard was driving. And Tori and Megan's BFF were in the back. This in itself was curious, but okay, let's continue. The argument was said to have gotten so bad that Megan got out of the truck and started walking toward her home, which was only a few blocks away. But before she could get any traction, Tori is said to have pulled out a gun, aimed it at her as she was walking away and shot her in the foot or feet. The questions have been asked. Did he shoot her actual feet or did he shoot at her feet? I don't think that's relative. He pointed the gun at her as she was walking away and shot at her. The fuck? Other questions that have been seen in the comments about the story are, what did she do for him to shoot her? And again, the fuck? 
What is wrong with folks? Why are we blaming the victim? I find the same thing happens in the R. Kelly cases. These young girls were manipulated by a grown ass man. Some of them barely teenagers. What kind of monster do you have to be to steal the innocence, dignity, self-worth, the dreams of a girl who hasn't had the opportunity to grow into an adult, to get to know who she is as a person, get an education, have friend groups and have a normal upbringing. Instead, as an adult, you're still traumatized and now dealing with the shame that has inevitably become a part of your existence. And on top of that, you're being harassed by both black men and women for making your accusations public and holding him accountable for them. They're Kang. They can't stand it. But back to Megan and Tori. When the incident happened, it was played out all over social media. And before Megan spoke out publicly to tell us that Tori actually shot her for no reason, she chose to stay quiet in order to protect him. She stated she didn't want to tell the cops when they arrived on the scene that he had a gun and shot her with it because she didn't want them to die. Even him after he shot her. Wow. What kind of shit is that? But this is who we are as black women. We protect our men. We stand up for them. Even when they don't do it for us. Megan was blamed even by his team as a PR move, which made her go public. As she should have. What in the actual betrayal is going on here? What kind of man shoots a woman he's been hanging out with in the back of the foot or feet and then tries to implicate her as the assailant or to keep his name clean? Even after Megan told her truth, she got mad backlash. She's been accused of lying. She's been talked about for quote unquote snitching. I mean, is it really snitching when you're a victim of a violent crime and telling your truth? We need to reevaluate things as a people. The trauma is really showing up in us as a people, like it really is. We're out here looking like clowns in these American streets. Well, actually, that's worldwide. There's a whole movement going on to finally get justice for police killing black people. Yeah, Black Lives Matter, bitch. To be recognized and treated as equals. Is that too much to ask? As a people, we are burdened with more than 400 years of oppression. A heavy cloak that we wear because it was put upon us. There's no reason for us to keep wearing this cloak. We've outgrown it. It's worn. It's tattered. It stinks. Once we had prominent civil rights leaders like Black Panthers and then hip hop artists, Strong voices, protective of the community and of the women. But that's all long gone. Again, there are exceptions, but I'm not talking to them today. We used to have black male leaders who set the tone. Leaders who made it known that women were here to be protected, always. But in some cases, even with them, there was protection from the outside world, even in the community, 
But in the home would be a different story. In the home is where the secrets are made. A lot of trauma happens there. There are different instances and reasons behind the things that cause the pain that lasts a lifetime. Some of those reasons have to do with environment. Others derive from our DNA. It's in the blood to abuse ourselves and one another. Hurt people, hurt people. Just look around. Most of us have come from African slaves, 400 or more years of slavery, your whole life regulated by folks who hate you and don't at all hide it. Sorry they brought your ass over here in the first place. Even though we damn built the place with our hands and sweat and blood, tears. The most treacherous of acts happened to slaves, rape, abuse, forced incest, just to name a few. The family structure was no such thing. The black female always had a heavy burden to bear. She was usually the backbone having to tend to children who would one day, at any given moment, be snatched away from her to be sold away or watch them be beaten to death or hung for disobeying or looking at a white woman or raped and abused, more so probably if a girl. As much as black women yearned for their families to stay together and for family structure to stay intact, it would never be because the men were used as literal studs made to breed with so many women. Monogamy was never an option. Think about the mentality of a people put through such treachery, hundreds of years of fear-based living. God was used as a weapon of fear also. There was no place of sanctuary except for within. And through song, which came from the heart and soul. Yep, Negro spirituals, what they call them, uh, are filled with pain. The blues too. And look at what happened with those music genres. The blues inspire people, you know, like Elvis, who was clearly white and was able to leave a legacy for his grandchildren. And it's sad to say that a, a grandchild of his was recently found um, to have committed suicide, which is really sad. And that just also can say that, you know, you can have all the money in the world, but happiness, you can't buy it. it comes from within. It's a decision, it's a choice and a pursuit. But those poor people are ancestors. Strength is an understatement of what it took to carry us to where we are today. We were given a baton that seems to have been lost during the handoff or dropped once hip hop blew up and took over the world. And you know, once that took over the world, it got taken over. We as a people still embody that strength, but our minds are all fucked up. Our souls are yearning for us to listen to them. The messages can be heard when it's quiet in there, but no one is listening. And those who are listening can't hear because everyone is talking. And if they're not talking, they're shouting or yelling to anyone who will listen. 
That's the society we live in today. And by screaming and, and yelling, that's even just, you know, taking a million selfies a day. Tricking for likes and follows and subscribers. And that brings me back to YouTube and the toxic masculinity that I continue to witness in these YouTube streets. If you're listening on the podcast, you may not know that I started this with a YouTube channel, which is still up and running. So find me there and subscribe. Goddess Dawn. If you do Goddess Dawn and R. Kelly, you're sure to find me. Shout out to all my warriors on YouTube, by the way. Now, unfortunately, most of my YouTube content has been about R. Kelly. I started my channel because of the Surviving R. Kelly docuseries on Lifetime and specifically because of my concern for former R. Kelly girlfriend, and that's in air quotes, now federal witness, we'll call her witness one. I read tarot cards and my first video was a reading on witness one. Now here we are more than a year and a half later and my channel's content has sort of been stuck on R. Kelly and his very serious legal woes, mostly having to do with sex crimes against underage girls. It's a circus of a situation and YouTube has its fair share of responsibility for that. The R. Kelly sector is a mad, mad world and quite honestly, a dangerous one. If you don't know what I speak, you are lucky to have been spared of the fuckery. But some of you know what I mean. There are a group of young male YouTubers, not really young, (laughs) in the R. Kelly sector who are very toxic and plain mental. There was a time when I had gotten caught in the middle of some stuff, some BS on YouTube. Instead of engaging, though, I inflaming the fire, I backed off. You know, I have things to lose. Let's just put it that way. The entirety of my situation began when I trusted people who conspired against me. They didn't deserve my time, let alone my trust. I was also being played by a whole married man at the time, but that's a whole other story for a whole other day. I just thought I'd bring that up. But yeah, YouTube, they all ended up falling out anyway. I've since read and heard stories about how these people operate. And I'm thankful that I'm not in the middle of any of the drama. Harassment, doxing, people filing false police reports, others forced to file real police reports, popping up at people's jobs. It's crazy. And these men supporting R. Kelly, they're the worst. They claim it's because he's not getting his quote unquote due process. Although he has a lawyer or actually he has a team of lawyers in two different cities. He is getting uh, FaceTime calls, phone calls, letters, commissary money. I mean, he even has an appeal hearing coming up actually this Friday. And there are streamable links to this. So I will be talking about it. But yeah, while they're um, chatting about how R. Kelly's not getting his due process, they're tearing down black girls and women. And they have black women who follow and support them with this narrative. And that's what's most unbelievable to me. Black women so committed to black men. They don't, these black men, they don't even know these men. I guarantee you they don't know these men. They know them from YouTube, but they go against their own. Most of not, if not all of the Peahive or the supporters are sadly abused and traumatized themselves. R. Kelly knows what he's doing. He does. 
I call him the puppet master. Not even the, the Pied Piper anymore, but the puppet master. You know, but back to Megan Tory and the ancestors. Can you imagine black slave women being put in a similar situation, being abused by her black man, but then protecting him from the white owner? Because, <laughs> you know, outside of the known abuse by the whites, there was probably abuse within the slave families. That's just common sense. There was a lot of suffering being endured. And again, her people, her people. But back to these toxic male YouTubers, they are beyond horrible. They call women out of their name, harass victims and people who support them. They stop at nothing to tear down black women in the name of R. Kelly. It's a clown show, for real, for real. And it's messed up. One of these YouTubers in particular who... I'll just say the narrative is, is that it takes 25 to take down one. Well, that one was in my comments earlier in 2019, calling me all kinds of bees and names because I mentioned him in my blog commentary. He was put in a, a Facebook post by someone who called him a mole. And he didn't like that. All I did was read the post, though. And that someone is now being indicted himself, not the YouTuber, but the person who posted that post. They've now also been indicted for doing some stuff around this case. And that's the thing. How far do you go for loyalty or money? Because whether you're loyal to the person and doing some dumb shit or whether you're just doing it because you're getting paid, that's a loyalty to money. That means you don't have integrity. That means you don't have a soul. You're putting people's lives at stake and uh, threatening people's lives in the name of this man who deserves every bit of consequence that he's getting right now. So here we are today in 2020. We have a woman of color, Kamala Harris, on the ballot for vice president of the United States. First time ever. Let me ring my bell for that. I haven't rang my bell all this podcast. By the way, celebrating my very first original podcast. I've been putting my YouTube lives on the podcast, but this is my first podcast recording that is not on YouTube. So shout out to me for being consistent. <laughs> but back to Kamala Harris Again, first time ever. And you have black people denouncing her blackness and trying to tear her down, even while facing a horrible current president such as Trump. We black women can't get a break. What difference does her ethnicity make when she's clearly a person of color? Why do we have to break our blackness down to the molecule when it comes to supporting and lifting up a woman who is a first a win for her is a win for us all, is it not? Some say it's not. Some would even choose Trump over Kamala and Biden because the self-hate is so real. We have a lot of work to do in order to heal. And it won't be easy. But we have to start unifying. Unity is the only answer. We have to be able to trust each other, rely on each other, and in turn support each other. 
Black men, look out for your women, your neighbor, your mom, your sisters, your aunts, your cousins, and especially your daughters. Your presence, love, and protection is a great foundation to lay when building a strong, independent, self-loving Black woman. And when we have enough of us in the world holding each other up, then anything will be possible. So let's keep hope alive. Thank you for your time. And remember to protect your peace. And ladies, be sure to protect your WAP. Till next time, y'all. Peace.